you're listening to Open Mind Industries Podcast. The Mind Unleashed. Sit back, listen, and open your mind. Hey guys, welcome to the Mind Unleashed, episode 10, made it to episode 10, finally we did it. Um, This week's episode is going to be about home automation, uh, and a little bit about 3D printing, a little geek news right there, and a little interesting topic I was listening to, uh, tested Adam Savage's webs, you know, um, his little web series they have on YouTube, they were talking to me about... uh, SLS printing and the one one printer and I thought that was really cool with the price they're putting on that and it prints out of uh, nylon powdered nylon which is really freaking cool so I want to talk about a little bit about that so before I get started I want to give a shout out to one of my sponsors not my sponsors but my supporters of the podcast it's going to be uh, Dine Studios D-I-N-E Dine Art Studios dot com Daniel Weisberg runs that site uh, what they pretty much do is they do drone shooting residential for properties, uh, short films, uh, concerts, any kind of occasion, wedding, stuff like that. Very budget-friendly, drone certified, so they can pretty much fly about anywhere you need them to fly. A reasonable thing, well-budgeted, you know, they're going to do you upright. Um, he also works with Weiss Productions, you guys heard of him before, uh, Weiss Productions, and so he definitely check both of them out, D-I-N-E-Artstudios.com, Daniel Weisenberg. Check him out. He definitely can hook you guys up with a good drone shot for residential, you know, property sales, whatever happened you need, whatever thing you got planned, check him out. Alright guys, now on to the pod. So, welcome, welcome. We're here, we did it. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about 3D printing, some geek news, so we're going to start with that. So, this week I've been working on getting the new hand grips done. I got a hold of John, and uh, he was literally in Austin a week ago, so we didn't able to really discuss much. Uh, about the hand grips for NinjaFlex. Now, for those of you that check my Instagram page out, uh, see the hand grips I put together, and the reason why for that was for my hands for the crutches. Um, what we're trying to add into the grips, incorporate into them, the new version is going to be more texture, more grip, stuff like that. Maybe a new little new design. I'm trying to design one for a coworker for her. Uh, it's called the Hurricane Crutch, and I've actually called the company to see if I could get a crutch so I could start working on it. Uh, no response back yet. Not too, not too worried. I'll email them again, see what happens. Uh, the crutch goes for about, I want to say, 30 40 bucks off Amazon. And it's a simple uh, crutch. And it's meant for people in, you know who have back issues or just need a little stability um, you know, to help them get around, what have you. Uh, it's just the handle is kind of more, more different than the design that I have for the forearm crutches, Canadian crutches, if you want to call them that. Um, so the 3D printing stuff I've been working on NinjaFlex stuff. I actually printed out, as you guys see, there's a lot of stringing here, but a Ninja Ball. And this was actually given to me the um, designer on Thingiverse. I got the link from uh, Barb, uh, 3D printer, who is on uh, my Instagram page. And he does, works for the company that sells a lot of different filaments, TPUs, TPEs, but he prints out a lot of flexible stuff. So if you guys check him out on Instagram, he's got a lot of really cool prints that he does, like frogs, things for the garden. Just any kind of um, kind of idea that he finds fun and he likes to kind of represent 
he's actually gave us a shout out on our page for the hand grips because he thought that was a great idea. Um, I'm still ironing out some texture details and now that's printing a little bit better. Still messing around with stringing, stuff like that. That's just common error if you get into printing. Um, I've got my test stuff over here, so I've been literally working out speed, fan, cooling. My goal with NinjaFlex and always has been is using uh, as little as material as possible and more efficiently. So it's, you know, getting everything buttoned up with ABS and PLA, it's, you know, it's kind of point and click, just getting, you know, support material, what have you. Um, NinjaFlex is quite tricky to cool down the heat ups, all that kind of stuff. And right now I've got it, you know, I'm trying to get it just right, just at its peak. And right now I'm looking at maybe about 225C on the extruder and then no heat on the bed. My goal is to keep the printer running as best as possible. I mean, I had to replace the uh, DaVinci 1.0 uh, with a new bed glass from, I want to say about a few months of printing. I've been printing with the bed still. It has a nice couple huge cracks in it. Um, and the problem with that is is that I don't have a smooth surface anymore because there's divots inside the bed. And I've actually called DaVinci about, I want to say about six months ago. I was like, hey, can you guys send me a piece of glass or can I buy it from you? Um, they don't do that. They're not like Robo where you can actually just purchase the bed by itself. You need to purchase the whole uh, rig, which you slide right back on the rail, stuff like that. Um, for 65 bucks, I'm like, why would I even want to do that? A piece of glass on Amazon. And it's called ballistic glass. I need to go get a piece of it from Amazon or a company. But I'm being very careful on what I order. A lot of cute reviews on there are saying that the glass has been warped, cracked, what have you. So be warned. Um... And that's why I'm just trying to get ready to replace the bed here, but I've got to get it unhooked and stuff like that. Um, and I print on the Rogue uh, DaVinci 1.0, either ABS or PLA. That's pretty much what I like to print with it because of the head. It's not a V6 hot end like the Robo is where I'm able to print like whatever nylon and, and NinjaFlex and stuff like that. But um, NinjaFlex seems to be printing better now. I figured out a few details with it. And it was the extrusion width and then, the, you know, printing slowly um, with it. And uh, I went to go print another one of these today, and it came out, it was coming out a little bit better. I think I got it back here. I'll just pop it up for you. Oh, one of these right here, if y'all can see that. It's a really tiny, little tiny one. Seemed to be printing really good. I added some, a little bit of retraction and stuff like that. So it was the speed. I turned on the speed a little bit, how retraction is on, stuff like that. So it seems to be going a little bit better. But before I get the new hand grips, I want to make sure everything is ironed out. I don't have to use glue on the bed and that's the kind of my goal with NinjaFlex and any other filament that I have is to make sure I don't have to use any hairsprays, glues, tapes, what have you. I know it sounds weird but it's kind of like I'm trying to preserve the bed and equipment as much as I can because it's crazy when you get a freaking stick your, your scraper down there and you really gotta pop it. Now if you guys do have an issue with like getting your prints off the bed to the ABSPLA, I've learned to use either a um, razor blade or an exacto knife and you just go just kind of slide underneath it releases air underneath it and it will just pop right off make sure the beds completely cooled down usually when the beds cool down it will pop right off but if you've got a really good level bed and it likes to stick with abs or pli definitely just stick a piece of razor blade under there and put a little bit of air underneath and it pops right up no problem it should preserve the bed a little bit longer but i've like i said um reason why my davinci cracked um i was uh doing a couple of prints for if you guys look on the Instagram page, it's the ashtray. And it was a, 
um, printed out of ABS, but it was cool heating and cooling and not printing correctly a couple times. And the bed just kind of just wanted to, you know, when glass gets hot, it wants to crack. I'm looking into another uh, piece uh, for 3D printing that um, I haven't seen much of it. I don't know if it's kind of like a uh, just an Indiegogo or what have you. You put it on your printer bed and it kind of, it's like a piece of plexi that you can just flex and it just pops right off. I'll look more into that and hopefully if I find an article, I'll send it over to you guys, put it on our website so you guys take a gander at it. But um, yeah, I've been just working with NinjaFlex like crazy again because the goal is to do crutch tips with it. That's why I'm so anal about using the filament. Um, but I'll keep you guys posted on what the results will be coming because I do want to share the results with you guys. So if you guys are planning on getting the TPU or just like, hey, what's the best idea for using the slicer? And the slicer I do use, guys, is Simplified 3D. It's much simpler and easier to iron out the coding. And I'm trying to get one of my friends to use it, Alan Lincoln over at Evil Monkey Studios. He uses the uh, Robo 3D, and he's got another printer he just bought that he's trying to get bolt. I highly recommended it to him to get the Simplified 3D because it's just so much easier to code and UG code, stuff like that. So if you guys are looking into a good slicer, they're not sponsoring me at all, but definitely, definitely look into Simplified 3D if you're getting into the 3D stuff. And, you know, take your time with it. But um, I'm here if you have any 3D questions. But that's been my goal with the uh, NinjaFlex this week. And I'm still working on it today. I just had to get a, have some lunch. And then I'm going to get back into it and see if I can actually iron out some more code. Because I think I'm, I'm still, I, I'm okay with it. But I, I'm just like, okay, let me see if I can cool it down a little bit more so it even looks even better. And I'm not getting that kind of warp and kind of stuff. Because when you print, you're doing a long print. You want to make sure it looks good. And this is kind of... Uh, my my goal is to make one of these ball thingies, and it was, looks like it was coming out good. But um, I'll have to keep check, keep an eye on it. Again, I'll have to do a little ball test ball thing, uh, ninja ball. I really want to see how it comes out. I'm just trying to stop the stringing and stuff like that. Anyway, having said that, on the topic two of the day, the topic, the main topic of the podcast and vidcast, um, is home automation and why I got into it, why I bought an Alexa. Um, the devices I'll be talking about are going to be the Alexa or Echo Dot, uh, Wemo plugs. So you have the Wemo Insight plugs that track your your data for your um, how much power you're using, and it tells you your consumption. And then you have the regular standalones that don't track anything; they just switch on and off. And also the Link Light GE Link Light bulbs. I'll be talking about those. Okay. So why I went to home automation? I went to home automation about I want to say about a year ago. Um, a friend of ours bought us an Alexa uh, they didn't buy it for us they actually got a buy one get one way back in the day when the Alexas first started coming out and um, what happened was that we ended up I'm sorry my chair really sucks and it's squeaking the thing let me just move myself up just a little bit because I know that's annoying for you guys if it's annoying for me it's annoying for you um, went out and they bought uh, got one got a buy one get one so they ended up giving us one of them to try out so we really never really used it for thought of it for home automation. I never did, but when we started using it for Pandora and Spotify and stuff like that for music services, I started looking into the app, thinking, "Oh crap, they have smart home," you know, and started thinking about the light bulbs. Now, smart home about about two years ago was super super expensive. Um, I think when I started looking it up, I was like, "Okay, well, how can this benefit for everybody, including myself, um, being with disabilities?" Okay, there's um, people that can't hit light switches and you know has the voice commands and you have Siri and stuff like that um, I looked into it 
slowly but surely, but I was like, okay, well, I got a few bucks to spend, and here's my goal. So, the funny thing was, I wanted to get the Echo Dot. Echo Dot wasn't available on, until you had to order it through the original Lexus. So, I was going to order the Echo Dot because I thought, hey, you know, I'll save a few bucks and I'll get a little speaker and I can just bing, bing, bing. But then when I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. I got two devices hooked up. One to hear it, one to hear audio back. If I want to listen to Bluetooth or whatever. Um, so I ended up canceling that order. And when the the when they finally started getting back in the stock, I started going, okay, I should go into the original Alexa. So I ended up getting the original Alexa. But I ended up getting it for a detailed price uh, because... Or a decent price, you know, it was, first it was like, I think 80 bucks, 180 bucks, and then a week later, Amazon was like, whoa, we're dropping the price because we're trying to sell these dots, you know, trying to get you guys to buy these dots, so the price went down to about 150, which wasn't bad, right now they're about 139, um, you can now buy them at Toys R Us, what have you, so once I started doing that, I wanted to get light bulbs, and the light bulbs that I went into uh, was a GE link and the biggest thing for me getting the home automation was to save as much freaking power as I wanted um, You know, it's like I, I used CFLs and, and the room or what have you And I thought okay I went online. I did some lot a lot of research before I went into this to fill up few bulbs Which were like at the time 60 freaking bucks for a bulb just to get a Philips Hue now they've dropped. Now you can get a three pack for like 40 bucks and uh, they're soft whites and you can actually hook those up to the hub that I have which is the Link Hub. Uh, it's the Link GE Link but it's made from Wink and Wink now has the new version too but I'll go into more of that in a little bit of detail. Um, but I started with the light bulbs first and then I thought about saving money. So the reason why I ended up going with home automation it was to save power. I mean, I was 3D printing like crazy with both printers, computer being on, because computer has to run to run the slicers. Cancel. Sorry, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah, so you guys heard that. I, that was the new commanding word is computer or the echo. Um, but it was to save money to see how much I'm printing and how much, um, how much it would cost per print. Now, if you're doing something like uh, 3D Hubs or My Mini Factory, it's good to add that in for your clients to say, okay, well, print's taking 18 hours. This is how much it costs electric-wise. So if you're doing somebody off the books and you're trying to do your own, you know, you're going to a con or whatever and you're trying to print something for somebody, you can send them the, the invoice saying, hey, this is how long it took. This is my power bill for this print, you know, and the Insight from Wemos do it. So they track your power and stuff like that. And that's what I kind of wanted. And so far since I've had them, I used one for the insights for my entertainment because I wanted to see how much I was pulling from there. Uh, the computer, the, the two uh, printers that I have, the printers that I have, and then I used two regular ones that just switch on my charging station for the cell phone and one for the fan that runs my fan and a few other things. Um, and honestly, it's gone down. The power bill has dropped by 30%, at least since I've had this. Um, most people would say, hey, man, you know, just hit a switch. Hit a switch on the wall. You could do that. But the cool thing is, with it, it's all voice activated. Yeah, you can walk in, walk out. Sometimes you forget to hit the fucking switch. And uh, I know I would do that. I mean, there was one time I forgot to turn off something in here, and I was at work. And I was like, oh, shit, I left something on. 
All I had to do was go into my phone, hit a button, it was off. It was nice. Um, and the best part about the home automation that I went into, now that I have it, I was printing something out on the DaVinci, and it was taking about it's about six hours. I had a eight-hour shift to do, so I was like, I need, need to let it print. So what I did was I let it print, and then I was able to track it throughout the day with the meter. So the meter tells me, hey, the printer's on. This is how many watts it's pulling right now on the average. So it's telling me, hey, it's... So I was testing while well, I wasn't here, but it showed me the wattage between its highest peak when it's printing and cool, heating up the extruder, then cooling down, and then when it idles, and when it finally hit idle, it was idling at, I think, like 16 watts or something like that, which means it was done. So I could just hit the... While I was at work, I knew, okay, well, can't see the print, but at least I know it's finished. I can turn off the power without sitting here and letting the power waste. So I just hit the button at work, boop, printer was off when I got home, I checked it. Surprisingly, the print came out really good, just a little bit of stringing, stuff like that, but it came out really good, and I didn't have to worry about it. Now I have the uh, Logitech camera, I'm able to do a live stream, so I can actually watch it as I'm going, and I can turn off my print, you know, in, in real time. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I ended up doing that. The link bulbs, uh, it's nice to have those because they're burning half power and it's so freaking nice. I ended up getting my, my mother one for our living room here and it they ended up liking They like controlling the light, turning it down and it's comfortable for them now too. Um, and I do use an, an app called If This and That. Now, If This and That, I'll go into that in just a second. The Alexa, my pros and cons with it, is easy to set up. Now some people may say, you have it now. Okay, weren't you ever concerned about privacy? Um, to be honest with you, my cell phone sitting right next to me is probably recording more data than that might be, or is, I'm not sure. I've used voice command programs before, I've looked at the code as it was coming into the microphones. It's a lot of gibberish until your command words are set, until it says, hey, you need to listen. Now, there are a couple of codes, but if you guys have that biggest problem and fear of something to listen to, your Xbox One Connect camera, if it's hooked up, it's probably looking, it's looking at you consistently. Uh, your camera on your phone is looking at you and listening to you consistently. So, the biggest concern I would tell people about that, if you're planning on getting the Alexa or Google Home or whatever have you, is that Amazon allows you to have a wake word and an N-word. So, what I mean by that are sounds. So, you'll know it's recording until you say the command word Alexa and it will beep, the ring lights up and it beeps at you and says, hey, I'm listening to you. Now, it does that sometimes. Now, this is weird, but it's to be expected. It's not foolproof. And I know people have played the, you know, who do you work for and stuff like that. You know, Siri does the same thing. I'm not too concerned about being listened to because myself, if, shit, if that can already happen, you know, I would already be you know, things are already, must be a minority report, we'd all be, you know, we'd stop crime in a matter of minutes, but it's not. Um, so I don't think there's nothing really to worry about. You know, your cell phone's probably the worst thing you could have on 24-7. Um, but the one thing, if you guys are concerned about getting one, is make sure you have the sound when it wakes up. That way you know. Now, with that, like I just said, sometimes it will freak out, and you'll say, like, I think I was watching, like, a movie, and they said, I will murder you, or something like that. And it went boop, and I was like, what the hell? I was like, oh, really? You know, I looked up at the ad, you know, I was like, really? Is that what you, as I sneezed, and it, it booped, 
It thought I'd said something, and I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. And I'm like, I sneezed. How would you understand that? So um, sometimes it likes to go off on its own little tangent. It's to be expected. Um, you know, but that's just my safeties with it. Uh, now, if you're going to use it for a family, I would definitely remember locking up some programs. I remember like the little kid on YouTube uh, tried saying something and it wanted porn and all this other shit. And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> you know? And me and my mother were laughing about it. And she's like, wow. So, yeah. I mean, it's a good thing to have in the house. It definitely helps you out in my daily. But I use more, more or less use it for home automation. Like I said, it wasn't cheap when I first bought the home automation. I pretty much got each... The Insight switches are about 50 bucks a piece. Now they're about 30 bucks a piece if you get them used. I bought an extra one used when I first got the holder system. The light bulb system kit was about $45 with two light bulbs and the hub. The hub can handle um, the link wink hub for the link bulbs can handle about 99 bulbs all at once. You only need one hub that's not plugged in. It's all under Wi-Fi. Um, now, if you're planning on using switches and whatever have you, you want to go with the Wink 2. The Wink 2 hub, guys, is going to be about 68 bucks. It can handle anywhere from dimmer switches to Philips Hue bulbs to Zigbee bulbs to CR bulbs. And a lot of the bulbs are now getting so cheap, they're about 15 bucks a bulb. Um, they're soft white ones, and they can last quite a bit. They're all LED. And uh, you can definitely wire your house up really go with it. And... Like I said, defaults and default are like, hey, just hit a damn light switch. And I'm like, you can, but it's kind of nice to be able, in case you forget to hit that goddamn light switch, to tell your thing to shut it off. Or if you're in your damn tablet or your phone, just hit a button and say, boop, light off. Or, you know, I have the ring doorbell. The ring doorbell can activate with the wink and say, hey, someone's at the door and the light will flash, you know. You know, which I today I had a package come and uh, um, my phone went off and I answered it real quick and the guy... Jetted away before he could even say hello to him, but uh, he was just dropping up a quick package for me. Uh, but yeah, I really, really freaking enjoy the Alexa. But the things um, I'd be careful of is just make sure you have a wait the wake word. So when it wakes up, make sure for safety. If you're a little paranoid, um, keep turn the sound on for that. So it's when you say the wake word, it goes boop. That way you know it's listening, and then. And also that helps when you're like trying to ask it a question, you know, how many cups are in whatever, you know, or a recipe, you know it's listening to you. Um, you can have it, when it ends, it will boop again and say that it ended, it's up to you. Um, the features I like about it is definitely the home automation. I mean, now that it's paid for itself with saving power and I'm able to turn things off from home or work, um, the scheduling now, my Google schedule is linked up to it. Highly, highly recommend that if somebody's got a weird schedule and they're like, okay, well, uh, boop, 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 boop. And I just need a system to get my schedule together. Mine's actually, I worked on it, and now it's all set up to my whole work week and bills that I had to pay for the month. It reminds me to do that, um, which is nice. So when I wake up in the morning, you know, I say good morning, and it says, hey, Ali, this is your weekly schedule. You know, this is what's going on. Um, enjoy it, love it. Definitely, I got an Echo Dot from Michael and David. Um, they're really looking forward to doing their apartment. They're getting a one-bedroom apartment into a smart home. Um, they already have um, Philip Hue bulbs. 
but they need to buy the bridge and stuff like that. Um, so their goal is to save as much money as they can, especially when you're working, living on a budget, and it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> so definitely, definitely would highly recommend, if you guys are going to go into home automation, um, definitely do light bulbs first and maybe a few switches uh, for, like, you know, your entertainment center or um, the fan or you know, maybe you can get a nest or something like that. And a lot of things are going down. Now, my weirdest thing with the home automation that I'm not entirely friendly with is the door locks. Uh, I've been looking at one because a lot of times we leave our keys and it would be nice to just to be able to like hit your phone and boop because your phone's always on you. Like, However, knowing hackers, being a hacker myself and going into code and stuff like that, you know, if somebody gets into your network, all they got to freaking do is uh, be a really decent hacker and go into your thing. And, but there are ways to protect yourself from that. Um, the Bluetooth ones, you know, you have to be in range and you have to have that person in your phone and you have to... But it's the only thing I'm not entirely key on. I don't agree with the the smart locks yet. I'm, I'm still not all for those yet. Um, I would definitely be careful. Um, the one thing I do like, like I said, is the energy tracking, the because they're surge protector, and then they're just telling me, hey, your stuff's on, your stuff's off. Um, you know, but the, the smart locks I don't agree with yet. The light bulb systems and stuff like that I do really, really enjoy because I do forget to turn the light bulb off one day. Because um, one day I went to work and I was like, crap, I forgot to turn my light off before I left. Um, making and also. Another thing I would really recommend if you're getting into the home automation, when you're setting your things up, make sure you're labeling them things that won't be hard to pronounce. The Alexa echo, the whole system, sometimes does not hear you properly. She'll hear blah, 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 and you're like, so it kind of makes me think even for privacy. Sometimes it hears what it wants to hear, but you have to pronounce it. Like I, 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 do so, I use some of the codes like by bedroom, but don't make sure make sure when you're making a command to turn on to turn off that it's not interfering with the group name like I have one for you know turn the room off turn everything off that I want to be turned off at a point when I leave for the day now when I come in I want just the light on and then the fan on and sadly both of those uh, labels that I put on they both match in that group that I put on the in the hub for the Alexa you can do that or you can use in a program called ITTF uh, if this and that, uh, which is highly, highly recommended by a lot of people that are using the Alexa for your Raspberry Pis and your just home automation because people are like, hey, I like using this to turn my sprinklers on when I get home. So in my car, they have a special thing on their car that when they go, it hits the center and the light will turn on, you know, or the garage door when they get in a certain range, the garage door will open up, you know. Um, so there's a lot of cool things people are actually doing with ITTF. I've used it too. I'm using a Harmony Hub for my electronics, uh, the Apple TV, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and it communicates with all that. So I say, hey, start this command. Once it starts the command, my light actually dims down to where I want it, the projector turns on, and then the device that I want to turn on turns on to the correct channel, volume-wise, all that kind of crap, and it really helps. Um, my biggest thing with home automation, though, is a friend of the family of mine uh, his brother is severely kind of getting disabled. He uh, has limited mobility in the hand, so he can't hit light switches or pull chains or whatever. So when they saw the setup that I created, um, 
And they were like, okay, first, how much does all this cost? And B, how can we do it in the most effective but easiest way for him? Because he can't move his hands very well. And like, we don't, we're not really, you know, tech savvy. And like, you don't have to be really tech savvy to do this. It's pretty simplistic, you know. Um, so I recommended Wemos, but I, what I recommended for them budget-wise is TP-Link. So if you guys want to get into TP-Links or just like the Wemos, they do have the energy tracker and they do have uh, just a standalone switch to turn on, turn off. Uh, I recommended some light bulbs that I, I, I saw on a friend of mine that I got. Um, and so far, I think they're putting the house together and they're putting his room together so he's able to go in. And when he gets in there, he can either timer it when he gets home or he can say a certain command and certain things will turn on his light, his fan, his AC, what have you. Uh, and that's where I see home automation being for us because for myself, it's nice to get up in the morning and have everything right there um, and not have to worry about um, struggling to find a light switch or uh, what have you. Um, but my biggest goal with home automation was to save power. So that's why I got the Alexa. But I'm looking forward to seeing... Uh, what Michael and David do with it, and a few other friends are doing with it. Um, but the biggest concern with everybody is, you know, the privacy thing. And I'm just like, listen, your cell phone's doing just, if not if more, than what's that doing. You know, your Xbox One with the camera to connect turned on, staring at you consistently. If you have a smart TV with a camera in it, <laughs> your your iPad staring at you. So, um, I'm not saying it's not happening, but there's ways to find out if it is. You know. Uh, being a hacker myself, I've, I've literally worked on programs that do this stuff and actually got to go into the code and look at some stuff. So there's ways of knowing that if you are being freaking recorded, to be honest with you. And we really were 24-7, it'd be like Minority Report, and it's not, sadly. We would have more crime decrease than we would increase, you know. That's just me. But um, definitely, if you guys want to get into it, uh, I think the Alexa now is going for, I think, $140. They're doing a sale. And then the dots. Um, I'm gonna go a little more into those. The dots are pretty much half the size. They are Bluetooth and um, a 3.0 millimeter jack. You can stick a, uh, your cable from your receiver into it so you can actually use that. I haven't used the Echo Dot as much. I just got one for Michael and David and I got one for a friend of mine who doesn't, I, for his birthday and he was like, ah, I like the idea of it, but, but thank you, but no thank you. I just don't have a need for it, so. I'm then going to give it to a friend of mine, another friend of ours who would like one, so they can do their scheduling and stuff like that, because they're pretty curious into it. Um, I think it's just the thing, people are just a little bit nervous with the privacy of it, and uh, just, what can I do with it, you know, um, now, and is it easy to go out of the box? Michael and David already have a plan for it, they're looking forward to saving, saving power and do lighting. Um, some people want to use it just for scheduling, or just, you know, the thing. The one new feature that I like about the Echo, guys, is... Um, Echo, the whole system that they're doing is Echo to Echo. So I can call, through the app, from the Alexa app, I can call anybody's Echo or call them directly and leave a message real quick or leave a, if there's a shopping list, say, hey, I forgot something. When the person gets home, it lights up and you can say, hey, so-and-so, don't forget to turn on the oven for me because I forgot to turn it on and cook dinner tonight. So whatever have you. I mean, it's a really cool feature. We tried it out the other night. Me and Corey Resitar tried it out, and it worked really well. We had a conversation for about 30 minutes through speakerphone, um, and it was great. Um, the dictation, so when you're leaving a quick voice message, it tries to dictate in the app. Not foolproof. <laughs> There's some things that I'm like, whoa, I didn't say that. Um, so the dictation still, ah. But um, 
that's a pretty cool feature. I'm liking that feature with it more. But the home automation is where I wanted to go with it. Um, like I said, if you're going to go into the kit, if you want to go into the kit, um, definitely look at if this and that. So if you guys want to build code for your smart home, Raspberry Pis, check that out. I think the Echo Dot is for people who are using it in a garage and just want, you know, a music thing or they're just trying to turn on a light or whatever like that. Um, and those go for, about, I think, about 40 bucks. I ended up getting both of mine for about 40 bucks a piece. Um, like I said, they are Bluetooth. So you need a Bluetooth speaker or a 3.5 millimeter jack uh, to plug into a receiver or surrounding speakers. So if you have a splitter system with an amplifier, you can amplify your sound. The Echo Dot does have a little speaker. It does pretty freaking loud, so um, it's not good for, like, if you're really trying to do music, um, definitely get a Bluetooth speaker or speaker setup so you can actually use it. They're meant more for, like, around the house. If you have one in the kitchen, it can communicate with the whole system to say, hey, blah, 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 turn off lights, I'm leaving. Uh, or what's the measurement to this or that or recipe or lock the front door and it will lock the door. Um, I'd rather, I prefer my Echo. Uh, there's a new device that goes on the bottom of the Echo um, that you can actually plug in and it actually, you can take the Echo with you, walk around, and it's a battery system so you can charge it as you're, uh, it's plugged into its base, you take it with you, and you can bring it out to the back porch, listen to music, that's, I think I like, that's why I like the Echo, the Alexa One, because I can do that, I can take it actually around. I haven't bought the piece yet, I think it's only like 20 bucks, it's just a little battery pack, that you, you know, it clips it underneath it. It works pretty good. But, um, you know, that's my thoughts on home automation. Um, let me know what you think. Do you hate it? Do you love it? Um, am I crazy? <laughs> you know, I might be. You know, but uh, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, it just makes my life a lot simpler. It's nice to be able to tell the light. Computer, turn off engineering. Okay. Computer. Turn on engineering. Okay. Simple as that. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, I wasn't rambling. Hopefully, I kind of uh, opened your minds a little bit to home automation and kind of got your mind stick a little bit. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, next week or this week coming up, or next week, who the hell knows, I'm going to talk to a good friend of mine who is running his own YouTube channel for quite a while. He does some videos on Facebook, stuff like that. Really wanted to sit down with him. He's been talking to me about getting on the podcast and really talking about his character and who he designs and his skits, stuff like that. Uh, Moby Lee, talking to you, bud. Um, hopefully, we get to sit down with him and we get to talk about how he edits, what he does, why he gets into doing what he does, who he is. Um, but uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope this was fun for you. You got to just listen to this in your car. And always, guys, thanks for tuning in and keep an open mind. See ya. Have a great week.